Yo, what's happening? It's Vince McMahon. This is Chad G. Slim Villain. Together, we form the three-man group known as the Fabulous Three Bros. And this is... Subject to change. It's the show where we bring you all the high spots, the low blows, and everything else in between the ropes of professional wrestling. So stay tuned, and let's get it popping off. And if they're smart, they'll listen. What is up, people? Welcome to episode number seven of Subject to Change, another pro wrestling podcast. I'm your host, Vince McMahons, being joined today, as always, by the fabulous three bros, my boy Chad G. What's up? What's up? And we got the slim villain on the other end, Dylan. What's good, bro? Yo, bro. What's popping? Hey, man, I'm good. Getting over this week, there's, there's a high of a wrestling week that it was for Mania Week. We got uh, that to talk about. We got these WWE releases to discuss. Also, I want to get into uh, NXT Tuesdays, which I like to call it now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, we can start. I guess we'll just start off with, uh, by recapping the event that was. Last weekend, we had WrestleMania 37. Is it 37? Yes, it is. WrestleMania 37 recap. And I'll start by announcing the predictions winner. Drum roll, please. By a score of nine to eight to seven, our predictions winner is none other than Chad G. Yeah. 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 Chad G coming out with the dub. Chad. How does it feel to be a winner of uh, the WrestleMania predictions out of all? I mean, th- this is the highest event. And we can get the highest score possible. I mean, it, it feels great. Uh, I made event at WrestleMania here. My first year out here. I'm Bianca Belair. I'm basically Bianca Belair. First, first WrestleMania prediction, on, and I win. So uh, that's it. I'm like Brock Lesnar, too. Hey, man. You got nine out of 14 matches, right? And that's that smooth. was with me picking uh, Bron. Shivik man to win too by Braun Strowman throwing him out of the cage. Yeah, I was watching. I was like, damn, I want to fix her losing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, think- I was just saying as I was like recording the results as it was happening, <laughs> it was it was getting interesting because some of us had picks where like others didn't. And it was like it was pretty like a neck and neck race up until like the night two, I would say. Like, for it example, was- like you got we all picked Naomi and Lana like some dickheads. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, yeah, we did. First first one's out. <laughs> First one's out. First of the one's match. out. Yeah. So that was a dub. And, and um, Lana missed that kick too. Like that. that it, it wasn't a good night for Lana. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see the match, but I heard it was bad. It, it wasn't. It wasn't good. <laughs> well, maybe we should start by uh, talking about the show opener itself because the um, that was actually a surprise to me as well. Even though I did end up picking Bobby Lashley to come away with the dub. I'm glad oh, yeah, I did. You, did. you got that. Kept got my that. faith in Lashley, baby. This is where we at, man. Look, we got to put our faith in the WWE and trust that they know in their hearts that it's Bobby Lashley's time right now. And I think this totally just solidified that idea. Totally a shock, not only for Bobby to win, but for him to win in that way of just like totally breaking down Drew, not getting him to tap, but to get him to pass out. That's almost just, you know, as, just as good. 
That, that, this, actually, this actually makes me uh, like even more pissed off that they broke the hurt business. This is like the, yeah. the result of that. Like, because it makes even less sense. Like, why you why you did this? Like, why you had them bring up the hurt business? If Bobby Lashley's going to be like your top champion going forward, like, why would you not have him with like a, a badass like faction around him? Yeah, well, I can see how it makes sense just for Bobby's case because honestly, I feel like his. I feel like me, like, I don't think the Hurt business takes that much away from Bobby Lashley's character. I just think it doesn't do much for them. And that was just like, you just added two extra dudes to an already large catering roster that you had. And then, like, Lashley is already dominant, like, on his run. And, like, the Hurt business just adds an extra layer to that. But I feel like without them, it's just like, it's still Bobby doing great work, so. And they and now it looks like they're adding T-Bar and Mace to it. Um, I mean, yo, I'm how not gonna leave off Slapjack? That's, oh, that's Slapjack. Fucking... Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I keep forgetting what their names are. I'm like, I'm like, what are their? And is, is Mia Yim gonna join the Hurt business too? Is he just gonna take uh, Retribution? Start <laughs> 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 package them. Yeah. I hope not. I mean, I'm not mad at Mason T Bar. My only thing is they would have to change their names back, obviously. And also would've... take the stupid mask off too. Yeah. Uh, like go back to Donovan Dijakovic and uh. What, what's he? Brandon Williams? What was his name? In no, Vic or uh, Vic Joseph? Oh no, not Vic Joseph. No, like um, you play the NFL the Dreads. Yeah, Vic Joseph. Um, <laughs> his name was. I thought I thought it was something with a V. Or no, uh, someone with a D. Yeah, I'm thinking of Dominic uh, Dodrakovic, and then no, the Bre- other dude is Brandon. The other uh, dude is he played in the NFL. Yeah, but what was his name when he was on the announce table? He was a commentary. Oh, yeah, when Brock Lesnar. Yeah, Dio Madden, Dio Madden. Dio Madden, yeah, yeah, that's what it was. They can both change their names, honestly. I I was never a fan of fucking Donovan Dijakovic. Like, what the fuck kind of name is that? Because he was like Donovan Dijak. On, like, the it's a, it's a huge mouthful. It it's a huge more, mouthful. Like, <laughs> they made it even worse. They need to just make him Dijakovic or something. Dijakovic. Or just Dijak. Dijak. <laughs> Riddle. Yeah, Riddle. I don't think they would call him Dominic because of Dominic Mysterio on SmackDown. Facts. That's a problem. They could also be like, the fans can't handle that. Now, you know Vince don't hesitate to cut them names now. So, if he come up to Vince, be like, yeah, I want to change my name. He going to be like, what? No, you should change it to Langston. Because that's just floating out there. Like, let's chop that off of Biggie. <laughs> we got that floating out there. Just give him Langston. No, he can probably Biggie double out. D. <laughs> but did y'all have any other notes y'all want to touch on with uh with Bobby and Drew? <laughs> I mean, we saw a strong performance from our champ. I know y'all picked Drew, but are y'all happy to see Bobby go away with the win? Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm, very I'm, happy. I'm, I'm very happy. Yeah. I'm pleased. We, we started WrestleMania yeah. with a black champion retaining, and then... We ended WrestleMania with the Black Champion. Yes, we did. Yeah. Shout out so, to Black people, you know. So yeah, I mean, we can break down the rest of the card, um, but maybe we should just like go over like the highlights of the shows first. Like, I mean, obviously, what would y'all say was like y'all moment to steal both nights? I think just the the Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair match, especially that spot where she whipped her. With her braid, yeah, like that was that. That's a WrestleMania moment right there. Like I think they built it through that spot perfectly with how Sasha was working her hair the entire match, and then Bianca finally gets her retribution, and then just whips her, leaves the welt, mm-hmm. gets to the KOD, gets the one two three. That Jones, wow, 
That was oh, that popped the crowd. So, much. oh man, how is that not an illegal? How is that not like an illegal weapon? It's part of her hair. Part of her. Part of her person. <laughs> yeah, it's part of her person. <laughs> and Kate and like Kate, they like that's all her. Like, it's not like an extension. Like that's her. That's her hair. Yeah, that was what a good match, though. That was a great match. I mean, yeah. it was not only it was not it was only like my my um my show stealer for night one. I think just the event. In general, it was the best match. I think Sasha Banks is like yeah. basically a wrestling like genius. Like yeah, you think about her category. Yeah, she does. And like how she like incorporates like past spots, like people's past spots in their matches and stuff. And how like I feel like every one of her matches, it's like never the same. It doesn't follow like a formula. Like you mm-hmm. see, like some, some yeah. guys they follow like a formula for like great matches that they have, but she like changes it up like every time to like specifically fit who she's facing. Yeah, she thinks about everything. Yeah, you have no argument with me um, in stating that Sasha Banks is probably, possibly one of the like the greatest women's wrestler. And then like Bianca Belair, yeah, she's like, like a generational talent too. Like mm-hmm. just like how fast like she's like went like she's only been wrestling for like five years, like all trained by the Performance Center. Yeah, and like the the main event WrestleMania, like in that like short amount of time, like that's crazy. And I like, want to she belongs too. too. Yeah, she really did deliver. And I want to go on record as saying I was so wrong for saying in my predictions last week that she needed to lose necessarily more than she needed to win. Because this moment honestly was like really like I think it was the perfect timing, and they really didn't drop the ball like how they do sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like you see what they did, like with Roman, they dragged that out for the longest. Rhea Ripley last year lost, so she got her dub this year, but the I wouldn't is- if they were to do that with Bianca, I feel like it wouldn't be the same as just having her go out and win this year on the run that she's having now the thing with roman was he i don't think he was ready at wrestlemania 31 and they put him in like a bad spot where like yeah where like he he would lose some credibility like not winning but like at the same time he like wasn't ready for that spot to be like the the top the top top guy with the title and then bianca Belair, like the difference is she was ready like this year i think like she showed that like I think I think she showed like at like despite delivering as she did in the main event that she was ready for all this and then the promo she cut on SmackDown too like shows and she's like she's probably like the top baby face like in the company right now. She's coming it. out of Samini. I think it's That's pretty rare, rare we see like two back to back like dominant championship runs, and I think that's what we're gonna see on the SmackDown side of things. SmackDown's so much better than Raw. Like with that, with, with like Roman Reigns and like and Bianca Belair, like being like the pillars of the show. Hey, let's talk about Sasha Apollo. Banks. Let's talk about Apollo. Oh, oh yeah, Apollo Cruz, mm-hmm. Biggie, and Apollo. Like SmackDown is just like miles better than Raw is right now. It's like, as a roster, as a show. Yeah, Raw sucks. Yeah, we don't even want to get into that quote. Raw post Raw. I mean post Mania Raw, whatever. But yeah, I mean um, Apollo Cruz got his. Uh, He's in his first intercontinental title reign. How and how awesome was that entrance? Was General Aziz, Big that dude yes, Commander Aziz, isn't it? Commander Aziz, Commander Aziz, yeah. I, yeah, I think it's Commander. My bad, but but yeah, um, Biggie's entrance with Wale. That, Man, Wale, that got was, me, Wale was lip syncing that, shit. he was, but it got me fired up. Like, Biggie, like this Biggie, like how like Biggie was like, at, like you can see how pumped up like Biggie was, like mm-hmm. that come out, like you can like feel like his like energy, like when he came out. Like yeah, that was a that was a big time like WrestleMania entrance for him. Yeah. Like like him coming out like you know, like him feeling he felt like a huge star 
when he got there. And like that, like just like reaffirms my belief that he should be the guy that eventually takes the title off of Roman in this run. Yeah. You think that's what we're building up to? I mean, we're going to get into SmackDown in a little bit, but now we're seeing that Cesaro is going to be the next challenger for Roman. I don't see him coming away with it, but mm-hmm. I can see Biggie and around that SummerSlam time, he might be in that picture. And on that, would you build to SummerSlam or would you try to extend this in to WrestleMania next year? Biggie? Yeah. Can, I do, think, you think, yeah. You Biggie, I don't think that Roman will lose a title at the yeah. next event. Yeah, me either. Especially I mean, if that's going only going to be the second event they have fans again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For Biggie specifically, I would say extended. I would like to see like Roman versus Seth at SummerSlam. Oh, I think yeah, that's that... like a great SummerSlam main event. But who's the Seth can't turn can't turn babyface? I don't think. Why not? I, I feel like he's that's he's in his best runs as a heel, and I think he's like just like getting started with this. Yeah, I'm actually starting right to find him amusing again. I think um, Seth Drip Rollins. I think putting him in a program with Roman could be the turning factor, but I also feel like they can kind of keep edges to their characters and still feud with each other to where neither of them would have to really change up much. And it's, it could still like somehow work just like two big egos, you know, clashing. How do you feel about this? I think this? it's interesting them being apart right now though. Oh yeah. It's like there's almost zero mention of them ever. Yeah. The like, fact that they even on the same show is like never acknowledged. And, yeah. and now we have the intersection of the stories, kind of, because you have Cesaro and Roman Reigns starting their feud, and then you have Seth Rollins saying, like, it's not finished yet between him yeah. and Cesaro. So now, like, do they have some type of interaction in the next few weeks based off of that? I guess we will have to see. Um, but also, an interesting name to throw out for possible Roman opponents, Adam Cole. Adam Cole, baby. But Adam Cole be thrust right into the universal title picture if he wants to get caught up it's possible i feel like raw needs him more though and looking at this i feel i feel so bad like the thing is like raw needs talent but then i'm like i don't want these guys to go to raw and just get it like lost like in the shuffle adam, <laughs> like, yeah i feel like if adam cole went to raw they'd probably put him in the united states title like division yeah it'd be few with Sheamus for like five months <laughs> yeah. hey, I'm not mad nowhere. at that. I mean, I went on and doing the tag team. I remember we said we could see Adam Cole, you know, starting in that mid car scene. Did he show up on NXT this week? They have the that footage of like him and Kyle O'Reilly like after takeover, right. getting Like but neither of them are even on the show. Yeah, and Roddy is leaving NXT, so we don't right. know where he's going. We don't know where Roddy's going. Mm. I think he's going to SmackDown. And then Bobby Fish, nobody gives a fuck where Bobby Fish is. This guy. He need to go to cater. He need to retire. I'm telling you. <laughs> he need to just be a producer like Tyson Kidd. <laughs> How old is Bobby Fish? Maybe because his hair is gray now. Looking about like 50 years old out there. Bobby Fish has yeah, always like been the, the least interesting member of the Undisputed Era. He's 44. He's always injured. He's never it's really like around he's, much. He's though. always injured. But yeah, before we uh move into the week, is there anything else for Mania y'all wanted to recap? We did let's let's dive into the main event. We didn't even talk about that. Oh yeah, the night two or night night two main event, triple mm-hmm. threat. Yeah, night two main event. Um, yeah, how awesome was it seeing Edge make his entrance again? Like I didn't know how how like 
I like good that would make you feel until like yeah. I saw it. Him like, honestly him come I, out and like when I saw him come out, I was like, oh, they about to give him the title, yo. yo I was like, I, was I don't know. Up. I was like, I don't know, man. I might convinced. need this moment for my life. Yeah. He couldn't even like contain like you tell he's trying to like kind of stay in character as like like the arranged teal, but like you seem like smiling. Like he, he, he felt that shit. Like that was in his bones, like, in the crowd. Yeah. That was one of those mom- those moments where we're just like. <laughs> This is what we've been building up to. Like, this is the moment we really been wanting to see. Ever since Edge came back from the Rumble, him getting that pop, it's all been building up to him coming back at Mania on the main stage. Even though it happened last year, it, it wasn't the same, obviously, because mm-hmm. of this circumstances. This a lot better. This, yeah, this was totally just, like, completed the moment. And that's what made that me say, like, too. yeah. He designs his own gear, which I didn't know until I watched that documentary. Like, he... He doesn't, oh, yeah, he's he a talented artist. Something. Yeah, he, he like draws them out. But yeah, when he came out, I was I was ready to throw my pick away, say Roman about to lose the belt. You know, <laughs> Daniel Bryan about to eat this pen. Edge going to come away. Spear, it's going to be a wrap. But no. Greatest, greatest a, ending. Yeah. Greatest. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, greatest, it was. Greatest <laughs> pinfall victory and like probably like the greatest way to close out a Mania show. Just Roman, dominance. Roman. Yeah. So crazy. we gotta break this down. He said, he said, but he he went in there. He cut that promo at SmackDown. He said he's gonna stack them. And what do you do? WrestleMania. Almost stack. He said, almost <laughs> stack you. He said you gonna hear millions, a million dollars of of pyro going off in the arena, and you gonna look up. All you gonna hear is don't on, don't on, don't on, don't don't. Is Roman Reigns the best promo in wrestling right now? Let's talk about it. Let's honestly, like, you got like guys like Eddie Kingston who are like amazing promos, but then like I feel like I feel like Roman has like everything right they don't know right now. Roman got, like, the is presentation the, got like the vibe, got the aura about him. Like, Roman well, is the greatest pro wrestler in the world right now. That's I think it. he might be too. I'm putting this like, as a total package. As a total Let's package. Oh hell, the tribal chief. Come on, yo. It's nobody, I think he is. It's nobody else in this realm of discussion right now. Like Roman is probably the most must-see talent. From any show that you can watch on any of the four out of five days of a fucking week. Mm-hmm. And like whenever he comes up on the screen, that's what like people gravitate towards. You know, you saw the crowd, everything that they're doing with him right now is working perfectly. We were speculating on if when he came out, would the crowd cheer him? Would they like be a mixed reaction? No, the crowd was all in on the KP. Yeah. They was booing the shit out of him. I, I think that's like it. I think that's our respect for Roman too. Honestly, yeah. yeah, like to play along with it because, like, go along with it, yeah, to go along with the show. I love Roman, but if I wasn't alive, yeah, I'd be booing, I'm shit booing too. Him. Yeah, that's you're showing him respect for how good of a character that he is. I know you love the boom, you love the boom. It's like he's like Thanos, basically. So, look, boom, I forget how all the events happen, but look, we having a great match, boom, boom, everybody getting their blows in, wow, everybody getting tired. I forget what happened to make. Uh, Mr. Uh, Jay Uso come out right here, man. Oh, Jay Uso, Uso came out. Jay Super kick. Be the, greatest, the greatest henchman in like mm-hmm. wrestling history. It's like usually like henchmen they get like taken out. They're just done. They're done for the rest of the show. But no, he came back. I injured, recovered, came back, and still helped Roman mm-hmm. get the victory. <laughs> Somebody took him out eventually, though, and then I don't remember what. Yeah, a lot was... of shit happened, and then next thing you know, Edge got Daniel Bryan ready for a uh, concerto. Oh, we had the the, the double uh, double yeah. cross face spot on Roman. And they had both of his arms. Oh yeah, that and was then, crazy. Then, Daniel, was crazy. Daniel Bryan and him. Were I like, thought they was about to do some bullshit where he tap, where he tap, and then they'd be like, "I'm champ." No, I'm champ. 
Yeah. Edge versus Daniel Bryan. I would have hated that. I would have been like, oh my gosh. No, they'd be like, uh, you then Vince come out, he'd be like, ah, oh, this is some bullshit. Restart the match. They'd be like, what the fuck? Turn around, spear, double spear, <laughs> dick hit, the fuck down. It's crazy how Edge is how good like Edge moved around the, the ring too. Like for a guy that came back from from triple fusion neck surgery and having to retire and is 47 years old, like he was taking some big bumps in that match. He looked bad. The spear he did off the uh, steel steps onto onto Roman, like he was gonna body mm-hmm. Oh yeah, this is why he, he probably we're probably not gonna see him for like a month. He probably needs some cover. And I feel like he was only <laughs> able to perform at that level because he had that leeway of having two dance partners. You know what I mean? Like if it wasn't for Daniel being in this match, yeah, who knows how much Edge would have been able to give. In a main event spot was just wrong. Because he could, because he can recover from. He do his big spots, recover, instead of like having to like do that continuously throughout a twenty, like twenty thirty minute match. Like he could do a big spot, recover for a little bit, and then do another big spot. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna yeah. come back around SummerSlam and attack Daniel Bryan. They might be out for a while because Concertos like they historically take guys out for a while. And yeah, Daniel Bryan was twitching. Them. He was twitching. Oh yeah, I saw people concerned, like legit, like the way he, he was, was, yeah, like, he was people like, it. Oh, like yeah, people like, like not wrong, they're like not allowed to do that, but they they do it sometimes. What like the Twitch cell? Yeah, like, remember Devon used to do that all the time. I feel like Devon used to do that like in any in every like TLC match. Like he get like knocked off a ladder and he do like the spot like he actually like, get like electrocuted. <laughs> the way he would sell. <laughs> yeah. So wait, I'm I'm trying to remember like what happened first. Did Edge hit Daniel Bryan with the concerto? First? Yeah, what, what happened? Yeah, yeah, I think Edge hit Daniel Bryan with it, and then he was sitting up Roman, Roman for it, and then Jey Uso, Jey Uso came, back. and then Roman hit both of them, or did Daniel? Daniel was just not Daniel, Daniel was like out at that oh, point, yeah. so okay, like so he didn't even Edge, look at him. He was, and then Edge got Roman places Edge, and then Edge, wham! I love that move too. When I was, I was thinking kid, like something's to, gonna happen. Like, when I was a kid, that used to be like the most devastating thing that could happen. Somebody get oh, yeah. when that Raider RKO was doing it. So and then Roman they gets had on matching up, gears. Stack both of their asses up. They did. Randy Orton. <laughs> Randy Orton ended him. Or Daniel pins both of them. And then Dono, Bono, Dono. A million dollars of pyro. I love it. And now Roman can keep the title for another year. Hold it till next Mania. Maybe he lose another it. two years. Yeah. <laughs> Bruno San Martino reign. Hold it for seven years. I'm here for it. <laughs> Man, that was that was a great match. Yeah, great way to close out Mania, which was a um, I would and say it was a very solid, very solid show. Like the first night was amazing. I thought like everything, almost everything delivered. The second night was, was weaker. That surprised and, me because I thought yeah. night two was going to be stronger. I honestly did. That, that Bray Wyatt and Murder match, like starting off, like really put a damper. Yeah, that match was he lost. horrendous. <laughs> I didn't even horrendous. really want to get into that. How do we all? That was another pick. We all picked Bray. How? That's a can we talk been. about this this fuckery real quick? Because Bray Wyatt is a fucking loser, funny. yo. What? Yes. All right, explain He's to me this. Super loser. What sense does it make to have him lose via distraction? by someone he's affiliated with like is he is him in alexa demon sister abigail sister alexa whatever fuck she's gonna be did she turn on him like that's what i'm confused about i think she turned on him 
I think that so too, but it's just like look, I'm like the story just sucks. Like I like I don't care about like the fiend lore and everything else. Like it, it just sucks. Yeah, I'm <laughs> like okay, story. so there's like black goop coming out of her. Like, I don't care. Uh, I've been, I'm confused. <laughs> like, I don't care if she's, like, Sister Abigail now or whatever the fuck that she's going to be. Like, it, like I just want the storyline to be over. <laughs> and then just two weeks ago, Randy was, like, spitting out black black shit. Is that, like, still a health concern for him? Like, is he is he getting that checked up on? Is it, you got like, the Papa Shango. Doctor say it was, like, a weekly <laughs> thing. I'm just, like, really... Without, like, what I'm confused about is, like, okay... If they're really going, if they're not going with a split angle between him and Alexa, what was the point? Why couldn't they have had Alexa pop up and do the same shit and distract Randy? He looks over like, what the hell is she doing? Turns around, Sister Abigail, one, two, three, give Bray a win and give us a reason as to why we've been building up for the storyline. And I'll give Bray Wyatt credit for this. He's as good as like anybody in wrestling in the wrestling business at convincing people that his storylines are going anywhere or have any type of purpose when that's absolutely not the case like he gets he gets people in hooks them back in like every time like they'll do like a firefly fun now people be like oh the storyline's going somewhere and then the spoiler alert, the storyline's never going anywhere so i'm wondering is, if the is, lack, there's no purpose to that is the lack of execution coming from him or is do you think that he just doesn't get enough backstage support to where they actually want to follow through with how he envisions the story going i think it's probably the lack of backstage i feel like he had he might have like a vision like in his head to start off the storylines and like he might have like a destination in mind but then like stuff changes so much from like week to week like we see shows get rewritten like every single week like hours before they go on air that it just ruins like his stories probably because they like deviate so far from like what he initially like envisioned and then he has to keep adjusting but then like it just dilutes the story like even more I'm sure he comes to them with like plenty of like ideas that where they're just they just say, you know, we we can't do that. So I mean also the problem too is once it's time to back it up in the ring, he can't do it, I don't think, most of the time. Like I don't think he can deliver uh match like a match necessary that's gonna be on par. Definitely with, I, with the storyline. He has no like marquee matches for me. Like when I think of what's the best what's the best Bray Wyatt match, like Nothing comes to mind. Daniel honestly. Bryan, but that's like that that which match they had? 2014. I was oh. the Royal Rumble. I like, you're talking about the recently when he had that. Uh, what was that? Oh like, yeah, like I know you're talking about whatever. Fuck. And then and then a Firefly, the Firefly Funhouse with John Cena, but that's not really a match. That's more like a segment than like. A, a that's match. match. That's that's the Fiend's Bray Wyatt's best match. It is. It, it is. is not even a match. <laughs> it's not even a match. Like if he has to, like in like the traditional like construct of pro wrestling, if he Bray Wyatt or the Fiend has to have a match, it's just not going to work out most of the time. Just like the nature of the character, because he has to no sell everything too. But then they also want him to lose, so it doesn't. Make, it doesn't really make sense. Like so, what you're saying basically is Bray Wyatt sucks. No. I mean, I wouldn't say he sucks. He's like very, he's very creative, but it, it just like I feel like he doesn't work. Like his characters don't work really, so like in sucks. a pro wrestling context. <laughs> so I guess sucks. it kind of sucks as a character. The fiend, the fiend, kind of sucks as like a pro wrestling. Yeah, the fiend sucks <laughs> character. But like Bray Wyatt in ring, does he does he encapture you? Like it. He's not a bad wrestler, but he's just okay. And, like, he doesn't, like, live up to, like, his gimmick. 
that he has, like him and Ring doesn't back up like the gimmick. Yeah. I feel like Undertaker had that problem for a while too in the nineties before he like clicked and started like having like great matches. It's just a problem with like supernatural characters. Mm-hmm. So now, like, I'm really just wondering what's the next step for Bray Wyatt's character. What I would like to see is like the total opposite of something where like somehow Alexa has like drained him of his evil powers and then he just goes complete like um, Mr. Rogers Bray Wyatt and he's kind of. <laughs> <laughs> he just complete, said the, I'm the red sweater. Free of the forces of evil or something. <laughs> yeah, I think that side of the character is a lot more interesting. It's more entertaining. Yeah, it is because it's because he can come out with promos. He can actually like talk. He can. He can it's, be goofy. He can like it, show edges to his character. I mean, yeah, it's not like the fiend character is like so out there and like supernatural. It's yeah, it's limiting. It's limiting basically. They and should so, go with Bray as like. Mr. Rogers Bray for like his majority of like what he's doing. And then if it comes to that point where he has to bring out the fiend, that's what he does. Sort of like how like Finn, Finn brings out the demon. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say like Finn Balor, he couldn't be the demon all the time. Like that, that'd be limiting. That'd be very limiting of Finn Balor. Yeah. If he was a demon. But like he hasn't brought that out on XC yet. Right. But when he oh, does yeah. bring that out, he like, hasn't brought it back in a while. I don't think, I think when he, talked about it recently i don't think he's really interested in bringing it back but that's that's another point that could be interesting if he did that against uh uh cross carrying cross yeah is um moving like outside of mania do y'all think it's over for finn in nxt is it time for him to move on i think yeah i think i don't want him to like go back and lose so we could potentially be seeing a couple like move ups to the main roster um we saw that Roger Strong is no longer going to be in NXT, so it's going to be interesting to see if he signs with one of the brands. We also got the potential of seeing Adam Cole and Finn moving up. So out of those two, who do y'all think is more inclined to go up to the main roster? Or I think Finn is, but they need to let him be the character that he's been in NXT. Please. And not go back to how he was like towards the end of his main roster run. He was just like the smiley guy. <laughs> like a, with a leather jacket, like he's had the edge about him still. I think that's what he found in NXT. He found his edge again. Now, if y'all, to, if y'all had to pick where those two would go, they can't be on the same show. What would y'all say? Uh, I want Finn to go to SmackDown just because I feel like he's better matchups there, and I don't want him to like. I, I don't know. Raw just feels like so like energy draining. <laughs> when, yeah. he, when you watch mm-hmm. it like it just seems so lifeless like smackdown at least has like has like some feeling behind it i honestly don't even remember what happened on raw but what would you say dylan like what would you where would you place them if you had to like book them into a brand i'll put them both on smackdown <laughs> both on smackdown that's a thing like like raw desperately needs reinforcements but we're like like i can't see them being used well <laughs> yeah on there I can see them putting Finn on Raw, though. I can see Finn. Like, I would love to see Finn challenge Roman, but as far as, like, if I had to choose between one of them being on each brand and, like, they can't be on the same show, Finn would probably compete better with, like, the main event scene on Raw than Adam Cole would, if that yeah. makes sense. So, yeah. yeah. He, he raised the level, too. Yeah. He would, he would raise the show on Raw, and then I think Adam Cole on SmackDown would be kind of, eh, he can run for the IC title for a little bit. Raw needs more women in their division. Well, we got that, a new, that division uh, is is barren, <laughs> lifeless. We got a new 
women's champion on Raw, which I think was a really good decision for them. I mm-hmm. think just uh like you said, trying to introduce new women to that to that uh that division. But who who is in the division? Like it's like three D basically. Like if you talk about like singles, because you have Shayna and Nia still t- tied up in the tag mm-hmm. team championships. So you have Asuka, Charlotte, and Rhea. And then Literally I guess you have three. And then you have Mad, like Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, but they're like way below like everything. Like Naomi, they have her and Lana still as a tag team too. Don't see it be like doing much with her as like a singles. So I don't know. I guess you could you could try to like heat up Naomi again because she always has like the, the fans behind her. She's a huge fan base. So if you want to go with her again as a singles wrestler, you could. But I still think they need more women like more singles on the on the main roster yeah i think they struggle with deciding who they want to throw into like i think the women's tag title adds like a difficult decision for them because they want to make that they kind of want to make that division legitimate by like just making random tag teams but then that takes away but then potential single stars but then do they want to make the women that's what i'm thinking like do they really care about it because look what they like as we're gonna get into i i I assume soon we saw the releases I, uh, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, the Iconics, you had a ready-made tag team right there that you broke up like months ago. And then just for Billy Kay to join another tag team. And then, like, it, it, doesn't, it just doesn't make sense, like, how they treat, like, their their women's tag team division. Like, especially when you have, like, teams that are already, like, ready-made and you break them up. Man, they must have really thought the Iconics were trash. Like, they didn't want to get them now. Single chance. Billy Kay yeah. was at least entertaining. Like she was like very entertaining. Like in the role when she was like handing out her resume. Yeah, like you stuff. couldn't even find a, like a comedy role for her or like make them like a comedic tag team. It's like no, or, like a just, manager. Or something. You could have been like she could have been like like uh, like Sonya Deville's like assistant. Like that could have been like that could have been like interesting. Like if she's like Sonya Deville's like assistant on SmackDown, and she has her like doing like random shit, and then like eventually you could go to like her like mistreating Billy Kay, and then you build up a match. With Sony Deville and Billy Kay. But I guess not. Because as we saw that happened, was this all yesterday? Yeah, it was all these releases. Days ago, right? Oh, yeah, or like the last two days. Mm-hmm. So, hey, man, I'm just going to run down this list of like over 10 superstars we got released. We already talked about Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. Another woman that I hate to see ghost, Chelsea Green, didn't really get much of a like chance to shine on NXT because she got injured. Um, unfortunately, her time in NXT will be done. I could see her maybe going back to Impact. AEW. Uh, she could go to AEW. She reminds me of Britt Baker. I already told y'all that. I don't know <laughs> um, we saw a racist go, Wesley Blake. Um, wait, 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 wait. We can't, we can't throw Wesley Blake in that. It, that wasn't his fault. That was his That was his tag team partner who yeah, was still true. the last man standing and also got a WrestleMania spot, too. He's guilty by the bullshit. He's guilty by affiliation. He's I don't know. He, he, this is... He, he distanced himself from him when, when that happened. Like, he <laughs> had nothing to do with that. And then somehow he doesn't have a job, but the racist guy does. Yeah, that's crazy he's that he's the only one left with the job. And he had a WrestleMania match. Oh, I mean, my God. Uh, just going down the rest of this list, like Tucker's going, Kalisto's going, Bo uh, another, going. But another, Velveteen Dream still has a job? Yeah, Velveteen Dream. Like, what is the value keeping Velveteen Dream around? You have a, a, a child predator, basically. I'll tell you <laughs> what the value room. is. Is still Velveteen Dream, but who? But he's no. But, but who, I doubt anybody cheer Nobody, nobody wants to cheer for him. Nobody wants to boo him. Like the roster doesn't fuck with him. Like, nobody wants to see him at all. 
Yeah, like there's no point of him being on the roster. Ugh! Let's not talk about it. It's fucking sad. It makes me mad. But hey, man, I didn't even Yo. talk about the biggest name on this list. And my heart goes out to this man because this guy, he's been in the in like my frame of ref, like wrestling mind ever since I started watching in like 2005, 2006, like like consistently. Samoa Joe has been released from the WWE. He stated that he was looking to come back to wrestle, but he wasn't be able to be cleared by doctors. So with that being said, what do y'all see Samoa Joe taking the like last stage of his career? Because it's obviously he's interested in coming back to the ring. There's plenty of opportunities out there. So where could y'all see Joe? Tony Khan better cut the check. That's that's all I'm going to say Khan. about Tony Khan. He better cut that check, Samoa Joe. Dylan, what do you think? Out of Collector you, Zero. Do you think, you think Samoa Joe need to be on AEW? Or like, where would you put him? I mean, in my universe mode, he's on NJPW, right? So mm. that's like, I don't know if he can. At this point, though, could Joe? Oh yeah, can he really go over there? Like yeah. with that, with that schedule, like, could he physically, or is he better just like wrestling, like a couple of big batches, like a year, like with AEW, which he could do, and then like wrestle most like tag team matches or like shorter like singles matches. He's on he a, like MLW or something. MLW, MLW can't afford Smoja. All of these superstars <laughs> on like a 90-day release clause or non-compete clause. So Damn, they still have to wait like three months. So I mean, maybe things will turn around, but honestly, I would think for Joe, I do think not AEW. If it's not AEW, then he need to just go on like a tour. Like, you know. Just hit independence. Yeah. I mean, I would like to see him in NJPW. I think that would be the best roster he can compete with. And then at the same time, I want to see him go back to impact solidify that main event scene honestly carry the title give him the belt like uh, i don't want to see joe impact. like impact seems like so like tna has a whole yeah, thing right? i'm not watching impact i don't it, even know where to watch it, 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 it's a buzz of impact it's so i got a link for you right now <laughs> thank you <laughs> like, Chris, like i'm I looking at the impact Bank. hall of fame that's what like with the AEW merger i was excited about like the possibility of them like doing like crossovers and stuff but it's just been AW going to impact basically and like no impact guys appearing on AW. Like I was excited to see like Chris Bay appear on AEW or or yeah. Austin or somebody like that. Like AEW is just like we're doing you a favor. We don't we don't can Rich Swan have an appearance? He's facing your world champion on a pay-per-view. Can he can you have an appearance on your show? Like what, what's going um, on here? Like we'll why, why is Rich Swan like not even like you have like an inset like a like a pre-tape promo? Rich Swan, the that match is next Saturday, right? Or yeah, something? you have like a week. You like a week away from this big match. Like Rich Swan, theoretically, he could become the new AEW World Champion, but they don't have a, like any like advertisement really on AEW about it. Like they don't give him any promo time. He hasn't done an angle with Omega on it. It just doesn't make sense. That match is title for title, right? Yeah, title for title. Okay. Like theoretically, he could become the new AEW World Champion, and they've done nothing to showcase Rich Swan on their right. programming. So I'm trying to book this out in my head. When you're on a non-compete clause, does that mean you can't show up on any show at all, or that just means you can't wrestle? I don't think you can show up. I don't think you make an appearance. Damn, I, I was gonna say shows. have Joe, have Joe show up post uh, Kenny Omega, Rich Swan. Kenny grabs both of them titles. Joe says, "Hold on, that's my shit." Like. Give me a back, or I don't know. Unless he like forfeits like his like ninety day no compete clause and like gives up the money, but why the hell would you do that? 
he need to just chill, sit back, get his body ready. He's been out yeah. there working for a little bit. Yeah, just get 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 back in shape. Like, mm-hmm. he's good. I mean, honestly, I mean, I'm excited for Joe because mm-hmm. as unfortunate as it is to see him leave the company, it's not like they were doing much with him. Like you saw, he couldn't even get cleared to compete. So now, I mean, he's in the late last few years of his potential wrestling career. He needs to spend it doing like doing what he does best. And, and even though he was great on commentary, he still got he still got a, a little bit left in him. Man. Some and juice they, left. they dropped the ball because that could have been a world champion. They should have been like people keep springing up his injuries and stuff, but he wasn't injured when he was facing Brock Lesnar. He, he should have won that. He wasn't injured when he was facing AJ Styles throughout the summer and doing like oh Wendy and like calling like AJ Styles' wife out and stuff and and choking out AJ on the stage. Like he had chances where he could have become the WWE champion even for like a little bit. When he, was, on. when he was feuding with AJ, AJ was champ? Yeah. Okay, so that was for the title. That, that yeah. was that was after that. he beat Shinsuke at WrestleMania. And then he had that few, long feud Shinsuke where Shinsuke couldn't like beat AJ at all. And then that led to Shinsuke being the position where he is now. I wonder why they hesitated so much. Like, when you talk about Samoa Joe, a guy that's solid in the ring, like, probably one of the best on the mic. It's like, what, what did they not see in him? Like, was it Vince Kevin his, like... Uh, his like body discrimination where he just like i, I don't like it's it. like they could say like injuries as an excuse but i feel like that doesn't like hold up if once you have it in like a long-term feud with somebody yeah. like like but they never gave why him would you chance. have him in a long-term feud if like you don't think his body can hold up like that like either way he's gonna be in the feud so why not make him champion like at some point over the course of the feud <laughs> it doesn't make sense uh, it's sad man so that pretty much um took the highlight for this week just oh, like wait. all those releases go ahead uh this one tucker i feel like he's gonna let the chopper Looking tucker. See, if you see him he's been like oh yeah he said uh, he's, he's gonna let the wait. chopper spray so i can't wait when he gets out he <laughs> going his his ass going to AEW. i don't think he's gonna uh-huh. <laughs> you don't think they want to sign him impact i think impact i just think he's bitter enough so they probably take him but uh, he's a he's just a father reason to be bitter why the fuck did they break up heavy machinery yeah, for no reason. Because no reason. Up and then they fired him. No, but Otis, Otis was not. But you don't have to break them off. Yeah, like so. honestly, also, though, I like Otis more in this role he's in now with Chad Gable than I do with seeing him just goof around with heavy machinery. I uh, heavy machinery is way better. I think. Fair. I thought they had like more chemistry. Like yeah, that's arguable. Like they're more the crowd too. With, I think yeah. just in terms of a vibe. This is a dead end. This is a dead end like team basically. I think with what Chad Gable. Yeah. I don't think they're gonna like push them to like the tag team title uh, picture. I don't think they're gonna win the titles like with this team. I think they're just gonna be like a like a mid card tag team where like Kevin Machine was like over for the crowd when crowds were still there. Like you saw like Elimination Chamber, like that was at the last pay per view before COVID hit, and like they were very over in the chamber match. And then I think that's why like they went with Otis, but then Vince got cold feet. On Otis too, and then just takes everything, takes the briefcase, takes Mandy away from him, turns him heel. So, <laughs> so like, make your life it, hell. <laughs> it made it made like so. That's what I, I understand. Tucker being better, like for who, for what? Like yeah. I think he'd be fine. Like, what's if, the like, end result of this? If Otis like became like champion and stuff, I don't think he'd be like acting like that. Or like, if he just he wasn't happy for him for, for just written off the of TV after that. Yeah, <laughs> like it was just it, it just led to nothing. But I mean, wait though, didn't 
didn't Tucker like cost Otis some kind of match? And oh then, yeah, like, he did the briefcase. He chased him backstage. I think that was the last. That was the last time we saw him. That was the last time we saw him. That's what made no sense because like he went to Raw and Otis was on SmackDown, so they couldn't feud. <laughs> it made no sense why they broke them up. It, it just bat. Bruce Pritchard needs to be in jail. Let's not blame it on Bruce now. Come on. Since they were jobbernitis, they brought back like the two biggest like, ass kissing, like yes men for Vince McMahon to put in power positions. Oh man. Yeah, so, they're yeah. down bad at the moment. Like when you take a step back and look at like mm-hmm. Raw and like mm-hmm. not really as much SmackDown, but like kind of like just divisions as a whole. It's like, yo, what are they doing right now? But it's yeah. kind of like always like that though. So now we're in like a new season. They're probably looking to do some like reshaping a little bit. I wonder if we're going to get another draft up kind of soon. Do y'all think that's happening? Uh, I think, I yeah, I don't know. I don't think so <laughs> at this point. Like, yeah, maybe After when was the last one? Like maybe. October or something or September? When was the, they had a draft last year. I think it was, was it right after SmackDown moved to, Tuesday, um, to Friday's? Didn't they have them last year? Like that was like two years yeah. ago. I think it was two weeks after they moved the moved to Fox. So yeah, maybe October is when they do like draft. Okay. Oh wait, yeah, something like that. But anyway, man. Um, yeah, we talked about this like those releases. Are y'all sad to see anybody else go? I mean, really, Samoa Joe for me is just like the biggest takeaway. Well, Dallas maybe a little bit. They kind of you could argue they kind of dropped the ball on him a bit, but. Mickey James, but I feel like this is good for her because they weren't using her. Yeah. But she I think she still has some. Ju- I think she might go to AEW. They could use her. So mm. they need like a veteran, like in the women's division. Oh, that's that why I think the. Um, I think the Iconics are obviously going there though, just because Billy Kay obviously her husband works there. Oh uh, yeah, Billy Kay yeah. Peyton. I mean not Billy Kay Peyton's husband. So I think and they, they and they need probably need more like women like tag teams too, in. AEW. Oh, I don't know how many they have. Please don't introduce a women's tag title AEW. Y'all, y'all not ready for that. Yeah, I don't think they're ready for that, but like you can build it up. Like you can help, they can help like solidify the vision before you get to uh, introducing a title. Hey, and if they want to continue working with Impact, I mean, Impact has women's uh, knockouts tag titles. So. Yeah, they could like do some crossover with that. Yeah. Jade Cargill, though, I feel like she's like. Somebody they need to build around, like AW. You love bringing up Jay yeah, Carpenter. Yeah, she, she even... jumps off the stage. Yo, she looks great. Like, what do you mean? She's a star. I actually saw yeah. a match with with the with her and Red Velvet. Yo, like, if you don't know wrestling and you just like see her like on the screen, you're like, oh, like she's the top star. Like you just like look at her and be like, oh, she's like she's gonna fuck everybody up. I just love how weekly, pyro. weekly, Chad, you come on the show, you find ways to bring in Jay Cargo. You got, I got to push the agenda. No, I, I fuck with it, though. I like Black, black women taking over pro wrestling. So, yeah, I mean, agenda. let's dive a bit into, like, the week that was, though, because um, I do – I think it was something on AEW I want to discuss. I don't remember at the moment. But we did see NXT is official. NXT Tuesdays is official. We saw them move over. They had a really, really solid show this week. I think – for me, I think it was probably the best weekly, like, programming show. And yeah, I, I thought think, I thought they, they did made a strong debut. Show. Yeah, we saw Raquel obviously celebrating her her win, being new winners champ. Um, Kushida defeated Escobar for the to become new NXT Cruiserweight champ. I didn't see that coming. 
Yeah, yeah I, didn't, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, either. it was really like really dope match though, and um, I'm happy for Kushida. Um, because sometimes I get concerned with like, obviously it's just like a huge concern whenever like foreign talent comes into the WWE. You don't know what or like how to really handle them that well. Mm-hmm. And I was always concerned Kushida would kind of hit a ceiling in NXT. So I'm glad to see he's finally getting some kind of like recognition here. Getting and he in switched it, his in gear too. Yeah, yeah, randomly. He did the he did the reverse ricochet. I always the thought trunks. the yeah right. <laughs> ricochet said, here at ease. <laughs> but um, I always um, I always thought that like that Marty McFly gear he came out with was just kind of goofy. Like I was like, I don't get it. Like, is his gimmick that he's like, coming it. from the future or something? Like. No, don't like get me wrong. Like it was fly. It was fly, but it was just like, what? Like, what's what is this? That was his like gimmick in Japan, but I, I don't know if they like ever like. Yeah, they never like, like referenced like, it. Like, yeah. How is this a gimmick? How does this <laughs> work? Are you like, are you from the future or I don't know? Sometimes I feel that's a problem with like some some companies. Like when you like bring a gimmick over from like one, and the company doesn't explain it like too like too clearly. I think that's like a problem AEW had. With some like the like the Kenny Omega and like the Young Buck stuff, like a few weeks back, like like they like they assumed that you were watching like New Japan, yeah, like, a few years ago, and like you have like the full context of the story. You're watching like uh, being the elite. That's the and, like you know you need to assume. you need to bring some of the stuff up, like make make like, a highlight package or something like about like their history and stuff. Like brings up on TV. The thing with AEW is they make a product that's directed towards their like hardcore fans, and they need to realize that since they're on like a network television show now, they have to appeal to a wider audience. They can't just keep like hitting that one spot that like they know all the hardcore fans are gonna like love, you know? Because mm-hmm. it's not that's not all the who you're trying to appeal to now. But and they actually had a big week. Like I think. I think the show, like the Wednesday Night Wars, was monumentally stupid. That the fact that they tried that NXT tried to yep. have the same show, say night as AW, because like NXT's ratings approved, like AW hit over a million for the first time mm-hmm. in like months. So like both shows are gonna be better for them being on separate nights, I think. Yep. I love it. So I mean, oh, this is why I want to talk about the Young Bucks versus Peck and Ray Phoenix fire i love it i'm still just not a big fan of like the young books i think like oh style. you are oh you, yeah yeah i mean you know my thoughts on that i didn't think we had to dive into that you know i, I don't want to make the show repetitive you know but yeah young bucks yeah they did defeat death triangle though but i will say with the young bucks as i said last week i like them in this little heel role yeah i they, think they, i think they're they look man. corny and they supposed to look corny <laughs> and it, it works you know it's like it does. at least now i can hate you with good with good uh with good jurisdiction but anything else from AEW? i want to talk about we talk about jay cargo i'm looking at the car now chris jericho versus dax hardwood hardwood that did the biggest ratings really? apparently one point i think it was like 1.4 million people wow so Wait, who versus who um scott dawson You're yeah for, revival that did like mike tyson as the enforcer I, I mean, refuse that, that's to call him Dax, Dax Harwood. <laughs> I don't know why he went with that name. He had like worst fucking name. He could have he could have made any name he wanted to, and he made it worse in his dead. And then Cash name. Wheeler sound like a plumber. Cash yeah, Wheeler. Like plumbers. What the fuck is this? <laughs> sound like people with fake ass identities. 
um, TNT Championship match, Darby Allen versus Matt Hardy. I didn't, I didn't see the show. I saw the last spot where Darby Allen did like a coffin drop. Darby Allen's a good a wild boy. Yeah, always, always doing crazy shit each week. Yeah. So final show of the week, we had a uh, SmackDown happen yesterday. Um, one thing I really just want to talk about Cesaro. For one, he got his historic WrestleMania. Uh, singles debut and win for the first time mm-hmm. and then now he's being moved into this main event slot are y'all concerned about Cesaro as I am because I'm not saying it's too soon but I'm saying Cesaro he really needs to like put his best foot forward now because he asked for he's been asking for this for years he's got to really deliver in this spot like with Roman they're giving him a shot at the you know the hottest dude in wrestling right now he needs to he need to show us something because he's going to have to be carrying promos for the next few weeks. And for me, he, he'll do it for me on the mic. Never has. And I, I don't know if he ever will. Well, I think just like they should know that. And it's like limited him on the microphone. Like he doesn't need to be caught in 10, 15 minute promos. Like just give him a few lines, a couple minutes. Let yeah, Paul Heyman carry the story. Yeah. They should like, Adam Pierce. story man. there. So I feel like it should work. Like, there's multiple stories going on with Cesaro, so I feel like it shouldn't be a problem, like, with trying to get him over in this position. I hope not. Like, I feel like this play to your strengths. I think, I think, like, just don't try to fit, like, a square peg in, like, a round hole. Like, just let him show, like, most of his, like, what he does in the ring. Like, he gets over enough, like, make the few more physical than. Yeah. Yeah. He was a Paul Heyman guy. So. Yeah, like, that's a build two off weeks. Of. <laughs> oh yeah, he could bring that up though and be like, "Paul, you used to have faith in me. How can you say you did nothing, you did nothing <laughs> for my career? How can you claim <laughs> to be so loyal to someone like Roman when you were not Roman to me? You were not loyal to me." You sound like it sounds like Bruce Martino. <laughs> that's just like Bruce <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh. <laughs> Kind of like yeah. Pat Patterson a little bit too. <laughs> <laughs> he got attacked by Seth uh, after the main event. I didn't see. See, I didn't finish this part of the SmackDown. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I guess they're kind of rolling. They're still continuing with the Seth thing and keeping Cesaro in the title picture. Are we potentially seeing a triple threat coming up? Or mm, I don't know if I want that yet. Yeah, I want Seth and Roman to not interact with each other for a while. Keep them apart before they uh... hold it off. Hold it off. Mm-hmm. I think both their characters are both are both their characters are both finally like in a groove. And I think it'll be weird to like just make them interact for no reason. Oh, you're saying Roman and Seth? <laughs> yeah, I think it, that, that's true. The movie weird. Because Roman's like this like huge, ultra confident, like uh egomaniac, like narcissist type of person. And then Seth Rollins is like like a politician type character. What if Seth <laughs> joins Roman to like get closer to him? Like get closer to the title picture and try to like sort of. I feel like they're both like the characters are both like huge narcissists in like different ways. So it it kind of would be funny yeah. to see them interact with each other, but I don't know how that would work out. It's like they exist in their own worlds. Yeah, that's that's true. It's, it is like they exist in their own worlds. That had to be a discussion they had in kayfabe backstage. It's like, look, you stay over here with you, what you doing? I'm over here. I'm champ. As long as you know, don't cross this line. You good, Seth. It kind of be funny just seeing the shield like interact and like the characters 
now like you have John Boxley like this like rough and tough like street yeah. fighter character, which is kind of like Dean Ambrose, but like he's like less wacky, has like more of an edge to him. Mm-hmm. And then you have like Sephiroth, like this like politician, uh, Yomaniac, and then Roman Reigns, who's just like the top boss, like Thanos type guy. Uh, I really funny. think he was one like Thanos. <laughs> yeah, someone who's good. I want uh, John Moxley to come back to the E. I don't think he ever is. He's having too much fun. Never ever. Yeah, he's having too much fun doing whatever he wants to do. I don't know, man. I thought that pyro spot might have shown him he, he's doing some dumb shit, but I guess not. Maybe not. He loves he loves that shit. Yeah, like he's going to GCW fighting Nick Cage or Nick Gage and and, and like death matches. Yeah, he probably enjoys just the freedom match. that shit. Anything. He's in blood sport. So yeah, was there anything else y'all wanted to talk about um, from the week that was besides um, you know on the main shows? Because honestly, I mean. Where we we we, uh, we hit the high point of the year, and now it's just going to be reshaping. Yeah, we hit the high spots. Now it's going to be uh, the low tide, the low blows. You know, uh, clever marketing. Be, clever marketing. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be another few more months of just like kind of stagnant building and not really going much of anywhere. I mean, just just off of Raw alone, I can tell Raw is going to probably struggle up until SummerSlam. SmackDown will be doing fine. But obviously, like, I feel like they need to put more emphasis on trying to keep people who watch Mania in tune with the program and afterwards. But I feel like, you know, they they lack in that area a little bit. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully know. they come up with some interesting storylines. But uh, I don't know. I'm calling my breath on, on that, yeah. especially on the Raw side. We got WrestleMania Backlash to look forward to. Oh, yeah. Oh, why did they rename that? Why couldn't they say Backlash? Let's keep it Backlash. Because now, now you're just admitting, now you're just admitting that it's rematches. just a run. This is just rematches of WrestleMania. But, oh, man. Whatever. That, that, them, them not having to give a fuck about their pay per views is terrible. <laughs> it's, it's been terrible for like, their business. Well, not their business, but like the storytelling, because the business is doing great. But, you yeah. know. Oh, real quick, I wanted to talk really about nice. SmackDown. I, I thought for sure the street poppers were gonna come up with the titles. And oh were, yeah, see, they would have them all three. I was like, when I saw them cutting that promo and they were celebrating, I was like, oh, they about to give them the titles. But Bianca, Bianca Belair was like, she was like, we only wear gold in this house. I guess, I guess Montez gonna be sleeping on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, if he won, you know, his titles are silver. So I don't know what she was thinking was coming home. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I figured. I thought they I were going to win, but once they lost, yeah, I was like, oh, it would have been too easy for them to do it right there, because it's just like a low-hanging fruit. They was, they was like, oh, we could easily just put the titles on them tonight. Dirty dogs, though. It just seems I always forget the I always forget that they're champions. Yo, was, is it me? Is it me? Or are the Dirty Dogs just like the Revival's replacement? Like, I feel like they're in, like, the spot the Revival probably would have been in if they stayed. What? These guys are wearing leather jackets? And yes. Don't get guys me are wearing leather jackets. And, <laughs> and, yes, and dominate the tag division while not actually really wrestling much. Oh, man. I wish Bob, like, Bob Rick was so, like, good at NXT and in TNA. <laughs> it's just not worked out for him at all on the main roster. And then Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler's very good, but, like, he just got so oversaturated. Like, people just got sick of seeing Dolph Ziggler. He's been around for a long time. A very long time. Hey, uh, Dolph won the WWE title my universe mode. Oh, he did? He got, got another push? He got his yearly uh, he did. 
main event push that he seems to get every year. He's an affection right now. He's an affection with um Bobby Root, Ty Dillinger, oh my Curtis God. Axel, and oh Curtis Axel. God. It's called a. It's called it's called glorious perfection. Oh, with ten, gosh. with ten in the, uh, as ten as the one as the I and the O in perfection. That, that, that faction must must be killing ratings, right? That fact, <laughs> hey, yo, that faction is beautiful. Don't talk about glorious perfect, glory and perfection like that. The headline is main event. Yeah. <laughs> they kind of, I kind of like what inspired me to make that group was like it's kind of like. A play off of like the four horsemen a little bit, but also like MJF's group. The pinnacle. The, it's kind of like pinnacle, but it's also like the Dolph kind of like that flare role as the four horsemen. <laughs> Man, Ty Dillinger just makes every faction worse. I'm I, sorry. My universe <laughs> mode is ridiculous. I'm on Mania year fucking 11. This is my 11th oh, year. 11 year. Because the year <laughs> in universe mode. Been playing this same damn game since 2018. That's 2022. Going to disappoint us. I'm, again. I don't know. I really. I'm excited to see. Oh, that's another thing we could talk about. They dropped the uh, the trailer for 2K22. So, is that coming out this summer? December, maybe. I mean, I mean they usually summer? come out. Oh, this summer. I don't know. They usually come out like October or something, right? Yeah. I don't but know. I just think it's been a gap, so maybe they. So yeah. It's been a gap, so maybe it could be coming out in like August or something. I get it. PS5. Yeah. I do want it for PS5. I don't, I don't think they're going to... From what I hear, it's not going to be a next... Or, I guess, current-gen PS5 um, title. It's just going to be released for for the older generation. That works. Because you didn't get one. A release last uh, go-around. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to playing a new game damn it i've been playing 2k19 like i said since 2018 it should have vince mcmahon mode vince mcmahon yeah, mode a third person like vince mcmahon like point of view throughout his Just walking in the back <laughs> <laughs> you get like text options like you get to talk to people you could say go to catering yeah <laughs> like they sneezed in your presence it's yeah. like they pushed that <laughs> said that the made it for six months mm. Like performers come up and like pitch you ideas, and then just like one of the options is why hey, this is such good shit. B, <laughs> B it's terrible. Rewrites. Yeah, you just rewrites like rewrite yeah. raw. It's like raw's about to air in two minutes. Rewrite the whole show. I want to. I want to get a PC and play like those. Um, you ever see those games that like re- like wrestling booking like emulators or something? Oh yeah. That's enough gaming talk. But um, yeah, yo, thank you guys for tuning in to episode seven of Subject to Change. This has been a um a solid mania week coming off of um what was a rough year, really rough year. So hoping they can get back into the groove. I'm wondering now, looking into the future, what's gonna be the situation with crowds? Um, are they gonna keep them limited to pay-per-view events? I can see yeah. that happening. I, I think they're gonna keep them to like big pay-per-views. Yeah, yeah, I can see SummerSlam cool. only being like the, the next one they have a crowd at. Yeah. yeah, I don't even know if Backlash will have a crowd, but honestly, I, I don't have a problem with them mixing it up. Especially like when it comes to weekly shows, I think it actually worked a little bit better in the Thunderdome because they don't have to worry about the live crowd turning on whatever bullshit they throw at them. 
And then mm -hmm. sometimes it's just better for them to just roll with the punches than to just switch shit up off of response, you know. But yeah, man, y'all got any uh, final thoughts y'all wanted to share or plugs y'all wanted to get out to these people? No, follow me on Instagram. It's one villain. You know, let me try and spell it again correctly. S L I N D Y L A N. You know, because I'm a good speller. So, yes, know, shout out to me. Follow me on Instagram. We got the sixth grade spelling bee champion right here. I don't know if that's <laughs> true. But we're going to go with that. <laughs> I just spell it mad slow. I was like, I don't want to mess up again. Check me out on Twitter at Chad Gelfan. C H A D. G-E-L-F-A-N-D. <laughs> we know how to spell it, nigga. So, you know. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Vince McMahon's V-I-N-C-E-M-C-M-A-N. <laughs> we're we're going to get you guys efficient spelling. That's, what, that's, yeah. that, that's the point <laughs> of this podcast. That's the, that's the real point of this podcast. <laughs> hey, hey. Yep. Um, thank you guys for tuning into the show. Check us out next week. Check us out. Follow us on Twitter at sub number two change pod. And yeah, man, keep it locked. And we will see y'all next week. Doses. Peace. Yeah.